Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back. I hope you are ready to face some storms today because my guest today really talks some raw stuff about the storms that he has faced. But before we get into that, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for subscribing. I want to thank you for leaving reviews, sharing this with your friends and family and those that you believe need to hear the message of facing the storms. And I I just really appreciate it because I know that you guys are the ones that are helping me get this message out, that we are stronger, that our endurance grows through the storms. And so I just wanted to thank you for that. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing to you Joe Corsione. Joe is has a ton of life experience at the young age of 25. And you might be thinking like, how can he have so much life experience and wisdom? I mean, this kid, I'm on a, a, a call. We created this, this, what we call the Positivity Tribe through this whole coronavirus uh, pandemic that we've been in. When it all began, we started jumping on every Tuesday night. And this kid jumps in like week two or three or something like that and just starts dropping some crazy bombs of wisdom. And I'm like, who is this guy? And so I had to, to get to know him. I had the pleasure. He is also a podcast host. I had the pleasure of being on his podcast called The Art of Fulfillment. Joe is a coach. He's an ultra runner. He's a Spartan racer. But he literally changed his life by facing the storms. And he did it by educating himself. And I love how he was introduced to Tony Robbins, dove deep into the, his world, and really just started applying the things that he needed to do to change his trajectory, change his life, to continue to face those storms that he was facing. We talk about his addiction. We talk about the mindset that he had to have or to change, really, and how he can learn or how he learns through the storms and then controlling the controllables. Those are all great things. We talk about so much more, but I'm super excited to bring to you Joe Corsion. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Douglas and today I have Joe with me and uh, Joe and I met uh, just about, actually about a month ago um, and we're part of a a positivity mastermind where we meet on Tuesday evenings and so uh, Joe actually, as you heard in the intro, has a podcast of his own and uh, Joe and I just really kicked it off and so I'm excited to interview Joe today and bring him to you and uh, his wisdom. This kid has got some crazy wisdom for his age. And uh, so, but before we dive into this, I want to, for the listeners who are just checking in or just tuning in, if you're not familiar with the podcast, The Inspired Way, The Inspired Way is really, uh, uh, was inspired in birth off of a story of how the buffalo and the cow face their storms. And in the Midwest, there's an area in Colorado where cow and buffalo cohabitate in the same area. 
And this is true anywhere, but this in this particular area, you can really see it play out very well. Well, the cows sense a storm is coming. They see the storm billowing up over the top of the Rockies. And as the storm is starting to develop, the cows start to turn east and they're running away from the storm as fast as they can as the storm comes over the top of the Rockies, which if you know anything about cows, their short little legs and fat little bodies do not allow them to run very fast. So the storm catches up to them, which increases the amount of time, stress and frustration and sometimes pain that that cow has to deal with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm. They run straight towards the storm, facing the storm, not trying to avoid it, but facing it head on, running directly towards the storm, which it decreases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with the exact same storm. And in this day and age with the coronavirus, as this is being recorded, um, we are all facing the exact same storm all at the same time, but we are all facing it very differently. And so my question to you, Joe, is, is there a storm in your life or storms, you know, that you'd care to share with our listeners of how you, do you, did you ever find yourself, whether it was the cow or the buffalo in, in your situation, in your storms? Absolutely, Tim. Absolutely. And, and before we get started here, I just want to say thank you again for having me on the show, man. I'm super stoked to, to get into this. And, and, uh, and, and share some wisdom with your guests, both for myself and you, man. It's going to be real fun. But dude, that metaphor could not be more indicative of um, a struggle that I went through um, about two years ago now. And mm. I was definitely the cow for a large part of my life. So to give you some context, I was prescribed Adderall when I was in third grade because I was a crazy ADHD kid, always in the principal's <laughs> office, always talking back to the teacher, always getting in trouble, breaking stuff, like just an absolute nut job. And, you know, at the time, the whole rage was like, put your kids on ADHD drugs. Like if they're yeah. going nuts and it'll fix their problems like that. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. And it served me well. I mean, it literally got me through school, got me great grades. I behaved much well. I was much calmer. Wasn't talking back with my parents a lot more. It was all going great. But as I started to kind of go through life, especially more towards college, I started to develop really deep insecurities about mm. this Adderall usage, mostly because um, I realized that I was just taking it to be all the good qualities that I was embodying in my life. So like, for example, I was focused, but only because I took Adderall. I was mm. hardworking, but only because I took Adderall. I oh, was yeah. you know, respectful only because I took Adderall. Mm. And in those moments, I realized I was like, wow, like I'm really dependent on Adderall to be a great person. And I'm basically addicted to this. And so implicitly, I didn't really have this as a conscious thought, but I did not like who I was. I did not. I really didn't like my life. I didn't like who I was. I wasn't proud of the person that I was. I had no self-confidence because deep down implicitly, I knew that I was nothing without this drug. Mm. That, that's how I felt. And so it got to the point where it was really low in my life. I was unemployed. Um, I, I, I ruined a bunch of relationships because of this, because I was just so... I was so displeased with myself that I was taking it out on other people and it damaged my relationships. Like I said, I was miserable. I was crying almost every single night. Just, you mm. know, it felt like there was no reason to live. Wow. And then one day, call it God, call it the universe, whatever you believe in. I stumbled across a Tony Robbins video and 
on YouTube. And basically the whole message was around how change is possible. You can change anything in your life. And I thought that idea was just so, I had the chills just thinking about it right now. That idea to me was so powerful. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, that's simple, man. Change is possible. I get it. But at the time, I literally thought that I was going to be addicted for the rest of my life because that's how I was and that's how it was going to be. But this whole idea of malleability, that really, really got me interested. And so I looked into how can I ultimately change myself so I don't need to rely on Adderall to embody all the great qualities in my life? And I realized that the reason why I had to be dependent on those things and why I wasn't facing the Adderall head on is because I was being the cow. I knew deep down inside that the Adderall was causing the problems, but I never wanted to face it. I never wanted to say it out loud. I never wanted to go to my parents and say, yeah, I'm addicted on this and it's making me miserable because I thought that that was weakness. Wow. In the end of the day, each day and out, because I was avoiding that storm, it was causing me pain. It was causing me grief. It was causing me regret. But ultimately, it was causing a lack of fulfillment and meaning in my life. Mm. And through countless personal development books, Um, podcasts, everything that I was diving into, I came across one element that ultimately would lead to the most massive transformation in my life and eventually my sobriety, which is that you have to condition yourself to suffering, to the storm, to the pain. You have to be resilient. And that's something that I was not. So what I did was not only was I reading books and getting better and learning all the strategies and techniques, I literally put myself in the storm and would do hard situations. Do cra- I did like a Navy SEAL workout program for like 90 days. Where, That's and, awesome. And I was someone who never really worked out and I was just brutally out there just putting myself through hell, like doing like 500 burpees at a time and like just, just absolute massacre on myself because I wanted to experience that level of suffering because I knew that once I started to make this journey to sobriety, it would be a suffering storm. So by putting myself through those hard situations every day, I eventually got to the point where I had all the tools mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually to say, all right, unscrew the cap, put the pills down the toilet, hit flush. And ever since that day, I have never put any Adderall in my body. So that's awesome, man. Yes, sir. That, and I became the Buffalo that day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that you said that I loved in conditioning yourself, right? Um, Because I usually always like to ask guests, you know, is, are there things that they do to prepare for the storm? Right? Because Mm -hmm. not always do you know when a storm is coming. But there are things that we can do to start preparing ourselves for storms because we do know that storms will come. But I think the thing that I want to highlight, and we can talk about that if you want a little bit, but the thing I want to highlight the most out of what you said was in our show at the intro, we talk about how we believe, we truly believe that we are transformed by the testing of our storms, right? Mm -hmm. And that our endurance is strengthened through the storm, right? And so without that, without, uh, without that, that, uh, that conditioning, right? We will never grow stronger. It's like weightlifting without um, stressing, you know, the muscle without breaking, literally breaking the muscle down and allowing it to rebuild itself, Mm -hmm. you know, which is painful. You know, it's not always easy for us to put ourselves through torture, kind of like what you were saying, you know, 500 burpees. I can only imagine kind of, you actually challenged me because I'm sitting there thinking, man, I need to step it up. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but it's so true. Like it is the, the transformation. And I think that's what you, 
really, without saying that, that's what I was gathering out of it, is like this transformation, you know, and I, metaphors, right? Dude, I, when I said that transformation, I think of a butterfly and mm-hmm. the caterpillar, when it goes into its cocoon, it is a painful process, mm-hmm. painful process for that butterfly. The butterfly, mm-hmm. excuse me, the, the caterpillar, the caterpillar, from my understanding, actually physically goes through like this death process. It's a dying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. turns into a jello, right? And then metamorphoses into a pr- beautiful butterfly. Yes. And so there's a lot of major transformation and a lot of pain that goes through that. But how many times do we try to avoid pain? We try yes. to avoid stress. We try to avoid having conversations that we need to have by facing the storms, right? Or even in our own mind and our own thoughts. And and I think one of the things that, you know, I'd love to hear you touch on this just a little bit because I wrote this down. You said that you felt like this is just the way it's going to be. I'm addicted mm-hmm. to Adderall. This is the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. And I wrote mm-hmm. down fixed mindset, yes. but you yep. changed that, right? And you've gone from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. What are some of the things yes. that for our listeners who might be thinking that same way, whether it, it may not be an addiction, it could be um, just, you know, a disposition that they were born with or whatever, but it's that fixed mindset that keeps us fixed. So can you can you share a little bit about the fixed and growth mindset? Absolutely. And I love those terminologies because let me tell you, man, those terminologies changed my life. Mindset by Carol Dweck is one of the most seminal books that I've ever yes. read in personal development. And is one of the things that actually literally helped to change my whole mindset, not just about my quote unquote addiction, but my life. Um, because like, let me tell you, not only was I someone who was addicted to Adderall and became someone who doesn't need to rely on those things. I, I was someone who was not picked at all for any physical games or sports or anything. I was always picked last. It was like, Oh, Joe's the uncoordinated athletic kid. Like, look at him go. Like, I remember like running the mile at school and people were laughing at me to now I'm at the point where I've ran, you know, two fifty K's and four marathons within 10 months. And so that's awesome. Not because thank you. Not because I have any innate talent, but because I literally transformed into that person because I had the growth mindset. So fixing growth mindset for those who aren't familiar, fixed mindset is exactly like what Tim said. And what I was saying before, you believe that your traits and your abilities are fixed and you're either born a certain way or you're not. So you're either born smart or you're not. You're either born athletic or you're not. You're either born resilient or you're not. And then there's the growth mindset, which is all around all your traits and abilities are malleable. You can become anything or embody any quality that you want in your life if you put in enough effort and you actually are more focused on learning as opposed to the actual outcome itself. Now, that is just transformation. And like, think about what that implies. It's like saying like, if you are not smart right now, you can become smart. If you're not athletic right now, you can become athletic. If you're not energetic and passionate, extroverted, you can become extroverted. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like personality tests, side quote, because I think it puts people in a box. It's like, I'm an introvert. That's me. I'm an introvert. Yes, come on. But you can switch that. You can switch that if you would want to. Now, the whole thing around that, I think, is just so 
crucial. And a lot of people just don't believe it. They're like, oh, it's baloney. It's motivational bullcrap. And I tell people all the time, find people who have made that transformation that you want to make in your life and read their story. You know, yes, it's important to read the story to learn how they did it, but just to see that it is possible. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people have that fixed mindset because they don't believe that change is actually possible. They don't believe it. They're like, it's motivation. It's bullcrap. It's not real. But when you actually read stories of people who did it, like for example, how I really embodied the belief that I can get rid of Adderall, my Adderall addiction was looking up stories online of people who did it. And then I was like, there oh, you go. it's possible. Sorry there for cursing. Go. I don't know if cursing's loud on the show, but uh, <laughs> you, can bleep, you can beep that out if it isn't. I'll keep it clean. But I was basically like, wow, it is possible. And so that's what I encourage people to do um, is like, if you want to be more athletic, go find people who have became athletic. If you want to be uh, more resilient, read up on David Goggins. That guy was an absolute wimp, yes. wimp yeah. growing up. And he's now the toughest man alive, right? Find examples. And that's going to unlock the belief in yourself because you can't make change unless you believe not just in your head, but in your heart to the core of your being, yeah. that change is possible. So good. So good. I am so glad I had you explain that. <laughs> because, you know, you. and, um, you know, I, I love how you, you broke that down. And I think the thing that stood out to me was how powerful, and this just goes back to my studies too, of positive psychology and neuroscience and the power of our thoughts, mm. right? And our thoughts become our beliefs and we, we respond and we act on the things that we, we believe. And so the mm-hmm. fact that you had talked about, it's not just in here in our heads, but it's also in our heart, right? Yes. Because, um, you know, you know, it's, it's easy to say one thing and do another, right? Because, uh, yep. you know, my coach, Brendan Burchard always says common knowledge or excuse me. Um, uh, I'm going to butcher that one. Right. So anyway, uh, it's, it's okay. We're going to move forward. So, um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, that's what I was Common, uh, what is it? Common knowledge isn't always common practice or something like that, yes. right? Or yeah. common sense isn't always common knowledge anyway, or something along those lines. But the point of it being is you can know something and not do it. You can hear mm-hmm. something and know it in, you know, in here, but not feel it here enough to do something about it. And so I think the point of all that is, is the more you tell yourself that, you know what, I I can't overcome this. I can um, do better than what I did yesterday. I can be a different person than who I feel like I am right at this moment, right? Absolutely. And so the more you can change your thought process, the more you start buying into it. And the more you buy into it, now it becomes this belief that you can actually do it, right? And so once it becomes a belief, now we act on our beliefs, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that is key. That's been key for me is like, there's times when I feel stuck and I have to check my head talk, right? Mm-hmm. My thoughts and my mind, because my mind is controlling the, my bodily actions. Yes. And, and my bodily actions are based on what I truly deep down believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you hit on that. And it is so true. It's, it's, you've got to believe that you got to know that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that you can take, if it's, if it's an addiction and help me, I've never been truly like addicted to something, mm-hmm. you know, but 
Um, some days it's just like, okay, I've just got to take this, this one inch forward, right. Mm -hmm. And celebrate the one inch forward. Don't, don't kick yourself because you haven't made, you know, monumental leaps forward. It's just the the little wins, you know, you mentioned seal training and we've had this offline talked about this. And one of the tactics that they use is those who, um, tend to ring the bell, is, are the guys who think about how far they've got to go. They think about yes. like, crap, I've got six months of this hell yes. that I'm going through, right? They cannot fathom going that far doing what they're doing. But those who go, you know what, if I can just make it through this hour, if I can make it through this evolution, if I can just make it to lunch, if I can just mm-hmm. make it to dinner, those who chunk it down, break it down, right? And what that's doing is is little victories. And those yes. little victories are now programming the brain. It's a memory bank, right? And our memory bank is now programming new beliefs into us. So that way I can get up the next day and I can take another step forward. Yes. And so I love that you said that. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on such a rant about that. No. Just uh, so good that it's not just here, it's also in the heart. And I think that is the most important thing that you just said. The entire thing of if you want to change your life, you change your beliefs. Because a lot of people will think it's like, well, in order to change my life, I just need to change my actions. Wrong. How many times are you saying that people that they know all they need to do is change their diet to lose weight, but they don't do it and they don't stick to the diet? How many people know that in order to, you know, learn more things, they have to read books, but they don't do it. They go out on YouTube anyways. Why don't they make that change? It's not because of the actions. It's because of their beliefs. You change your beliefs, you change your life. And I love the way that you said that because that's a tool that I literally use in addiction too, was the micro goals thing. Because I get the question all the time. It's like, how do I change my beliefs? There's a whole, I can give a slew of different ways that I've implemented in my life, but I think one of the best ways possible is after you kind of go through the whole belief process, and you know, I'll give it a very high level because I think it's very, very important, is that you just have to be able to expose yourself to that belief over and over again. And the way you do that is you write it down every morning. You visualize yeah. what would my life be like if I genuinely thought this belief was, belief was true. And you visualize it. You write it on post-it notes around your house. You listen to the podcast that embody that belief. You expose yourself to it over and over again. Because the reason why you have hardwired beliefs is because it's what's familiar to your brain. Yes, so yes. instead of just using the conditioning that society has given you, and making that the familiar programming in your brain, force it to be more familiar with the things that are going to empower you, with the beliefs that are going to move you forward, with the beliefs that are going to move you towards your goals and who you want to become, right? That's what you've got to do. Once you do that, then you're going to start taking action. And the point that you said was critical. Take it one step at a time. And then what you have to do is emotionally reward yourself. Mm-hmm. This advice is one that a lot of people don't give, give themselves credit for and will change their life if they implement it. Mm-hmm. If you start a diet and you go on day one and you crush the diet, you don't cheat, you don't eat any sugary food, you don't eat any crap that you say that you're not going to eat, before bed, I want you to look in the mirror and be like, yo, you're just awesome, man. I can't yeah. believe you did that. Let's go, man. That is great. And like literally you hype yourself up and that's what I would do each day, literally that I got through a day sober. I would look at myself, say out loud and be like, yeah, Joe, like you did that, man. You're awesome. That was tough, yeah. but you did it. And what that does is it creates a neurochemical feeling in your brain yes. that says, hey, if I do this thing, it's going to mean a reward. It's going to mean this dopamine rush. It's going to mean this flood of endorphins in me. So I guess tomorrow, if I do the action, then I'm going to get that again. And you're literally training your brain like Pavlov's dogs 
to mean that doing that thing is going to equal it. And, and a lot of people fall off the wagon because they don't do that because they're like, I want to be, you know, like two years sober and they're on day two and it's hard and two years is so far away. And they're like, I'm struggling. So I'm not going to make it to two years and eh, whatever. I'm going to cut my losses yeah. now. No, focus on the day after day and practice emotional rewarding. It changed my life. And I know that if everyone listening right now is doing that with a new habit or a new behavior or a new belief, most importantly, what they want to change in their life, they will make that change. You know, I, you, you hit on some awesome stuff and I want to, um, to really not just gloss over this because I really feel like we stay here just a little bit longer because I think, you know, one of the, you know, the heart of the show is to inspire. We can inspire people just with our words, right? But to empower them and give them tools. And you started out with one of the tools and it reminded me of a tool that I've learned from Lisa Nichols. And you talked about it, writing it down, right? You're, right, And then writing down the truth. And so what she has um, her people do, and this is transformational. So listeners, listen up. You know, if you're going through any kind of struggle, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in your spiritual walk, your physical, your health, your, um, your career, whatever it may be, jot those categories down on a sheet of paper and then start writing down your the negative thoughts the negative things the feelings that you have about those categories right i can never make enough i've always been broke i've always i'm poor i was you know born poor i'll always be poor. whatever that may be it's okay no judgment this is a no judgment zone you do not judge yourself we don't judge you at all i mean you know it's like just write it down and get it on paper, and then what you do is you leave after each one of those, leave four spaces after mm -hmm. each one, and you can have multiple categories that you want and have all these lies down, right, or all these negative beliefs. Then what you go and you do, kind of just what Joe said, is you go back and you write down the truth, right? Because mm -hmm. you do have the capability of making money. It's just a skill. It's just learning mm -hmm. things, right? So it's not, we're not judging ourselves. We're not saying I can't because I don't have the skill. We just, we, we identify the things that we need to do. And so it's like, once I write that down, but what's happening is, is as I read the negative and I read the positive, or you could say the lie and the truth is the problem is for so long, it's so subconscious that you've been saying it for so long that your subconscious mind already believes it. So when something comes up about money, you naturally re just respond without even having to give it any thought and you respond mm -hmm. in a negative way because of the subconscious, right? Yes. And so what we're doing is we're, we're taking the subconscious, we're putting it down on paper and now we're telling it, we're reprogramming, you mentioned the programming. We're reprogramming the mind, it's called neuroplasticity, right? Yes. We're reprogramming. So now every time something about money comes up, you know, you're gonna read, I, I never, you know, I'm always poor, I never can make money. And you're gonna read the positive, I can make money, I have the ability to make wealth, I can gain the skills that are necessary. Those are the truths, right? So what you're doing is now you're reprogramming your brain to go every time I hear this about I like money, no, 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 no. I have the ability to gain the skills to get, you know, so it's this natural programming that's happening. So you respond differently when the storm of money, when the storm of finance, you know, excuse me, your health, your relationships, whatever it may be, you have the tools to do it, right? You're just reprogramming how you face that storm. And so mm -hmm. shifting slightly now, 
um, has there been a time, um, because it kind of does go with the thought, has there been a time when you're facing a storm, you know, whether it was the Adderall or whether it's something else, um, you know, sports related or whatever it may be, is there something where you just felt like, you know what, I just, I'm going to quit, you know, because the storm is just too tough. And how did you get through that? Yes, absolutely. So it's really interesting. So there definitely was times in my Adderall addiction for sure. And I guess we'll stick on that just because, you know, we've, sure. we've been talking about it. And I, I consider it my, uh, my greatest victory. I was going to pull something from, a, from an ultra race, but I think the, the Adderall is much more, um, much more potent. So let me tell you, man. So the first time I attempted to stop taking Adderall, I literally lasted only four hours before I popped the pill right mm. in my mouth. Four hours. And I remember too, I just finished up reading Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power. And I was like, I know the tools. I know it all. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go do it. Tomorrow I'm waking up and I'm not taking an Adderall. Wake up in the morning and I go and I don't take the Adderall. And then all of a sudden, like 30 minutes kick in and my head just feels like an ice pick is just being jabbed mm. into it. And I mm. feel drained. I feel tired. I feel miserable. The negative voice in my head is going louder and louder and louder. And then I caved. I opened my mouth and I put the pill right in and I took it. And let me tell you, I was so hard on myself. All I was saying to myself was like, you're a failure. Mm. You suck. You're not enough. You thought you could do this. You can't do this. But then I realized instead of just believing those thoughts, I didn't see it as a reflection of me. I just saw it of, as a reflection of my skill set and my current abilities in that moment. Not me. I wasn't a failure. I failed. That's and what so the good. gap was, yeah. And that's the way to reframe something. If you fail in your life, tell yourself, I'm not a failure. I just failed. Yeah. And that implicitly in your mind tells you that it's not me. It's just my actions. I need to change my strategy. Maybe it's my skill set. Maybe yeah. it's my story, right? Maybe it's the story I'm telling myself. Maybe it's my state, right? Could be any host of issues. But the only way you're going to figure out how to actually move forward in the times where you think you're going to give up and quit, right? Because in that moment, I wanted to give up and quit. But, and I was like, you know what? I need to run away from the pain. But instead, I realized I needed to go into the pain and figure out what was really wrong. What am I missing? What do I need to learn? What do I need to get better at? So whenever you're facing some kind of pain, you're not getting the result that you want in your life. You're totally hitting your face on the ground at whatever goal you're trying to reach. Or maybe, you know, you just straight up fail. I want you to lean into that pain and try and find what you're missing that's going to help you move forward and then take action towards getting that thing. Because it's in the pain and the suffering where you learn the most in life. And so that, in that moment, I, I looked at it and I said, I'm just not resilient enough. I am not resilient enough. And that's what led me to conditioning myself to suffering, to put myself in hard situations like crazy workouts, of incredibly strict diet, cold showers every morning. Like I was literally putting myself through the ringer. And you know what? Let me tell you, I'll be vulnerable here. One of the toughest and most scariest things for me, and still is to say, gives me massive anxiety, is going up to a random pretty girl and just talking to her. That to me, like even just thinking about it right now is giving me anxiety, but I went and did it because it was tough. It was scary. Yeah. But by doing that, I was showing it that even though I was scared, even though I was afraid, even though it was difficult, I still did it. And what I was doing was building the belief that fear doesn't hold me back. Pain doesn't hold me back. Suffering doesn't hold me back. 
And that's why I love doing difficult things. I do. I say suffering equals freedom. It really yeah. does. And I don't mean yeah. suffering as in like, you know, you're poor and like, you know, that right. purposeful suffering. Yeah. It leads to freedom. And so that was the skill that I needed. So to go back on your question of why didn't I give up? I didn't give up because I went towards the pain and I literally looked at it as not a reflection on me, but just a reflection of my skill set, my capabilities, the things that I needed to change around, my beliefs, and took action towards facing that. So whenever you fail, whenever you feel like giving up, whenever it's really hard, go towards the pain instead of running away from it. And you will find the answer that you need that will help you to keep going and eventually get to where you want to be. So good, man. So good. And, 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 you, you talked about learning through it, right? And in the pain, learn, you know, from it. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't that you were a failure. You just failed, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the skill set. And so there's times when we'll, we'll, we can prepare all we want. And we mentioned this earlier for a, a storm. And we can try to avoid certain things. But at some, some point or another, our tail is going to get kicked, right? Yeah. That storm is going to kick our butt. And I love that because that is, is just identifying areas that we need to get better. It's not identifying who we are. It's not um, creating an identity for ourselves. It's just creating Mm. opportunity to grow opportunity to learn and opportunity to gain better skills. I wrote that down. Yes. Skills can always be learned. Yes. Right? We can always learn a, a new skill. There is no skill out there that no one there's you know cannot learn. Any everybody can learn a skill. You know, mm-hmm. and to, to the level of mastering it just depends on the level of how much effort we continue to apply it to yes. our lives. Yes. So one of the other things that you said was, you know, you know, even though one of your like to me, I, I would equate that. Okay, that's a storm. This anxiety that builds up when you see a pretty girl and you want to go talk to her, right? And we talk about this in the show a lot, and it's controlling the controllables. And mm-hmm. I love that because you cannot control her response, mm-hmm. you cannot control mm-hmm. what she, how she takes it or what she does. But what you can control is how you are going to choose to go face this storm of anxiety, this storm of you're not good enough. She's not going to like you. She's too, you know, hot for you or whatever it may yes. be. Yes. Those, you <laughs> nailed know? the thoughts, dude. You yeah. nailed the thoughts. <laughs> I, I may have been there at one point or another, but you know. <laughs> But it's true. It's like we cannot, those are the things that we can control and we can control those Mm -hmm. by taking action, right? By taking Mm -hmm. steps and we cannot control the other side. So divorce the outcome, right? And just marry the process. And you all heard that. I just love that. It's like the process of overcoming something is just doing, right? Yes. Yes. um, Absolutely. And I think, I think a big point too is like, uh, it doesn't matter how you feel in a moment. I mean, yes, it does. Obviously, like my whole show is about how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself, right? Or how I call fulfillment. But what I mean by it doesn't matter what you feel is that if you want to achieve any level of progress in your life, you have to be consistent. And in order to be consistent, you have to keep doing the thing even when you don't feel like it, even when it's tired, even when you have anxiety, even when you have fear, even when you feel sad, because that's what screws people up. They, they binge out on their, you know, they go off the tracks on their diet because one day they just wake up and they don't feel like eating the salad. So they're like, ah, well, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. No, action is going to cure that. 
And let me tell you, for me at least, and I had a conversation about this with someone the other day, there's nothing more intoxicating to me than doing something that I want to do deep down in my core, but my feelings are going against it, Mm. right? Let me tell you, almost, I would say probably nine out of 10 mornings, when I look at that cold, freezing shower head in front of me, all I'm thinking is, my God, I do not want to go in there, but I do it anyways. And when I get out, just knowing that I did that thing, even though I didn't feel like it, is just amazing. So don't wait for the motivation. Don't wait for the inspiration. Don't wait for the days you're going to feel good because here's the newsflash. You're not going to feel great every day. That's reality. But what you can do and focus on the thing that you can control is your actions. Take the action, create the consistency, and you will get to where you want to be. That's so awesome, Joe. No, I'm, I'm glad you... You said all of that. It's a great way to to kind of end this. But before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners uh, the projects that you're working on, the things that you're passionate about. Absolutely, Tim. I appreciate that. And I just want to say, man, you did an awesome job with this episode. And I know you're going to absolutely crush it with this podcast, man. Thank you, And brother. I know that everyone listening right now is going to get so much value from you as you continue to release these episodes. And again, thank you so much for letting me be a guest on it. Um, and so for where uh, all of you can find me if you're interested, um, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm at Joe Corsione. I respond to every DM. So if you ever want to connect with me, I'm more than happy to do so. And you can also check out my podcast, The Art of Fulfillment, which actually we had Tim Douglas on. Yeah. And you can listen to that episode. He crushed it, killed it. It was awesome. Um, so it's a great starting point if you're looking to get into the show. Um, and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to connect with all of you. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much. Listeners, Do I do encourage you to dig into Joe. This young man has a ton of wisdom, a lot of experience, and uh, I, I have learned a lot from him just in the short amount of time that I've known him. It's been a pleasure to to walk through life with him the last few weeks, and I know that our relationship is going to do nothing but continue to grow. So I encourage you to dive into his world deep, and uh, you've heard pieces of it. You've heard just a glimpse of who he is today. And so I I want you guys to show some love to Joe. Joe, thank you so much again for uh, coming on and being a part of the Inspired Way podcast. Absolutely, Tim. I could say all the same things to you, man. And thank you so much again for everything. Really appreciate it. You're doing great things. Thank you, man. Take care. Take care. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.